Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's get into a Buffalo Bills training camp preview with Bills Beat Reporter for WGR Odyssey Sports Sister Station and the Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast. It is Sal Capaccio joining us in the sports bar. Can't wait to see you in person on Wednesday, Sal, and a bit of somber news today when you found out about Naeem Hines missing the 2023 season. Are the Bills indeed covered for this loss? Well, I don't know about covered. I think that they could obviously, you know, uh, patch it up a little bit. This is a, a blow to their punt return team. Now, you can even put somebody back there, as you just heard Chris in that bite a little while ago, like Deontay Hardy, who is a former pro bowler but then you're maybe taking away of what you want him to do on offense so yeah i mean they can make up for it i mean he's not an irreplaceable player by any means but i do think there's some shifting of what you philosophy was on how you want to use different guys and you know i mean that's what they're gonna have to decide do you want to put deontay hardy back there fine he's really good at it but that means you might now take some off his plate of what he was doing on offense and i think that they had a lot of plans for him on offense you could do both you know but you probably wouldn't necessarily have as much there for him. And then you could go with Khalil Shakir. That's fine. He's not He's not what Naeem Hines is on punt returns necessarily, but he's capable of it. He did it in college. He did it last year as a rookie a little bit. And, you know, he's not going to be a huge player on offense anyway and just be one of your, you know, backup receivers that would fit. And then you also have, remember, have Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde is a guy they put back there because they trust him. He could be a punt returner. He's more of a guy that um, – like I said, in situations where you just want to make sure there's no mistakes made, but you really want to put Micah Hyde back there at his age and coming off the injury. So there are ways that they could do it here. It's just going to be how do they want to do it and how does it affect the offense. Yeah, it, just a terrible accident. No other way to put or, it here. So, yeah, it, does, how, how, what do we know when a player goes on non-football injury, NFI? Do, do they lose their money? Do the Bills get any cap relief? How does this all work out? Okay, so... Try to stay with me. It's a little bit, um, there's a lot of options here, what they could do, what they can't do, all those kinds of things. But so they can put him on injured reserve and then he's out for the season and they're, you know, they'll sign a guy, they'll have 89 players and they can sign a guy to get to 90. Um, they can put him on non-football injured. Uh, that would actually take up a spot on the roster. I think for, for now, I might not necessarily have to look at that exactly, but either way, the bottom line would be to answer your question. If the bills feel that what he was doing violated his contract because most of these guys have contracts that say no jet skiing, no water skiing, nothing like that. Now, it was interesting, the tweet from Tom Pelissero, what did it say? 
He was sitting stationary on a jet ski. <laughs> now, guys, yeah. somebody wanted to be known that he wasn't actually out there riding it, and he was sitting stationary, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody wanted you to know he wasn't doing anything he was supposed to be doing. But he still might have been doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. We don't know. And the Bills could say, look, that's a breach of your contract. It's a violation. We are going to void your contract. Now, if they do that, they don't pay him his salary this year, which is $2 million. They would get that in cap relief. No matter what, though, they would still be on the hook for the bonus they've already paid him. So I think you'd have probably a million and a half between uh, a total for the salary cap this year, something like that, maybe a little over a million dollars. But let's remember, guys, other players, agents, they're always watching how teams handle something like this. The Bills may also say, you know what, we're just still going to be do good by him. Um, He's a good guy. He did everything we asked him to do. He restructured his contract. We're not going to go after any money here. We're just going to basically let it be as it is and – you know, he's not out for the year, and, you know, it counts against the cap. Yeah, and especially when you consider the heat that running backs are trying to apply to teams for, uh-huh. for how they're being valued right now. So when you look at, Sal, when you look at who they're bringing in and taking a look at uh, to replace Hines, or at least to add a body to the running back room, Darrington Evans, Kylan Hill, Abram Smith. I know that immediately Bills fans or some Bills fans will, will react like, well, this means that they can sign Dalvin Cook and they can sign Kareem Hunt. Like, It doesn't feel to me like that's the way that they're going to operate ever and that, that th- these guys are going to, you know, one of these guys w- would come in just to kind of add a body uh, to practice here through training camp. Well, they can still sign a guy like that, but I think what you're saying is right, which is they don't really, they're not going to operate that way. Look, it's going to come down to money. The reason why you have those guys in, they're going to be cheap. <laughs> None of those guys are signing for anything more than the minimum, basically. Uh, that's what's going to happen. It's not the case with Dalvin Cook. If they're going to sign Dalvin Cook, they're going to spend money to sign Dalvin Cook. And the Bills aren't interested in spending that kind of money on a running back. Um, that's why they didn't sign DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it would have cost I – mean, look what he signed for. There's no way the Bills were going to do that. and They couldn't afford it anyway. Um, so, sure, if they want, they could pivot and say, you know what, let's do it. Let's go get Dalvin Cook. But – now you're going to spend a lot more money, and I don't just don't see them doing something like that. Um, that's what it really comes down to. And in the meantime, that's not the kind of player you need to fill up the depth chart. They're looking for a back-end guy on a 90-man roster here. They're not looking for a guy that's going to be eating carries away from James Cook and Damian Harris. I mean, this is a role player on offense at best in Naeem Hines. He's a return man. That's what he really is. So, yes, for training camp purposes, for bodies, for reps, they're going to sign somebody most likely. I would think that they would do something like that. Um, but I, I think it's just a back-end depth guy that's going to cost, you know, minimum salary. Then on top of that, let's remember, guys, you know, in a roundabout way, this could also, you know, benefit the Bills and a guy like Latavius Murray, let's say, yeah. who might be on the fence of making the 53. And now he probably makes the 53 because let's say you use Deontay Hardy as your punt returner or Khalil Shakir as your punt returner. Well, that means you don't have to keep a guy extra to, as your punt returner like Naeem Hines was going to be. Now you can actually keep a guy at another position like a Latavius Murray to add to the running back room to have that extra running back on game day. We're talking to Sal Capaccio, Bill's beat reporter, WGR. You'll hear sideline reports uh, when we get to the season. And Sal, we know that Brandon Bean is always going to reshape the bottom end of uh, the 90-man roster. Guys will come and go. Um, not officially on yet, but, but what's your takeaway from the Bills uh, trying out uh, this tight end, Jace Sternberger, uh, if they decide to go in this route, you see this as uh, somebody who might have a legit shot at making the team. I was a big fan of his coming out of college. Uh, I remember that draft. Was that hmm, was that Dawson Knox draft? Was that that year? I think it might have been. I'm 2019, yes. 
Correct. Yeah, I think so, if I can remember. So, yeah, that was the Dawson Knox draft. I remember that, hey, the Bills could really use a tight end, wind up trading up, getting Dawson Knox in that draft. I like Jay Sternberger a lot. Just hasn't worked out in the NFL. I'm not really sure exactly why it hasn't worked out for him. Not sure why, the, you know, uh, the fit, the scheme, it was at him, the team. But, you know, he hasn't really um, he hasn't really done much in the NFL of anything, and now he's been in the USFL. So we'll see. It's uh, always interesting to take a flyer on a guy. It's a guy that has some experience playing professional football. Not like, you know, Dalton Kincaid coming in as a rookie. But, yeah, I guess if you want to bring him in, he would have a chance to – first, he's got to get signed. I mean, they may look at him and say, we're not even signing the guy. Right? He, it's one thing to come in for a workout. You've got to impress the staff enough just to even make – you know, get a contract. And then I'm from there – now you're talking about making the 53-man roster. That's a pretty big leap. Look, I, I mean, even if you think, oh, you know what, this guy might be able to play, where's he fitting? you got Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox on this team, guys. I mean, I, I don't know. And Reggie Gilliam, by the way, who's an H-back. So I think it's a long shot. Sal, so we, we kind of watch this regime over time play favorites to the guys that they're, they're comfortable with who they know. They like the guys that have experience in the system. They, they kind of play to that. Uh, and, and everything has to be earned. If you're a rookie, if you're new to the team, whatever it might be. I mean, th- that's at least how it feels from the outside looking in during the Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean uh, regime. With that in mind, is Terrell Dodson replacing Tremaine Edmonds at that middle linebacker position uh, alongside Matt Milano to start camp? Very legitimate possibility. In fact, I would say, now look, just so all your listeners know, for all of us, me, you, anybody who comes on the radio, we're not allowed to tell everybody who's playing in that spot during camp. Right. We can't tell you who lined up with first team, how many reps they got. That's just against the reporting rules of training camp. Now, any fan can go out there and basically tweet it out. I mean, but if you're wearing your credential and you're covering the team, you can't say, here's who took the first rep at middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. But we can say, Sal, can we say... Boy, Terrell Dotson really looked good in practice today. Of course you can. Yes, you no. can't say that he was on the first unit looking right. good. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you can do that. He made a great play. You can even say, describe the play that he made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, he made a great tackle in the hole, stepped up, all those kinds of things. But the, the reason I bring that up is we'll know. We'll see it. But I can tell you right now, like, I can make a prediction. I just can't tell you if I'm right or not. Mm. The prediction is that Tyrell Dotson gets the first rep at middle linebacker when they line up on Wednesday, and it's exactly why you said, because they know him, they trust him, he's actually played that spot, he's called the defense, he's the most, you know, uh, other than A.J. Klein, he's got the most time, but I don't think A.J. Klein is a guy you're really looking at that, they know what he can do, so I do think Tyrell Dodson has a spot. It doesn't mean he's going to be the guy at the end, though. Look, guys, I mean, they have three preseason games. I would not be surprised if in those three preseason games, you get one Dodson, one Bernard, and one Dorian Williams in any order, starting at middle linebacker, and this thing is really slow played until the end of camp to see who they like best. Sal Capaccio, our guest here. Bill's uh, opening up officially, first practice uh, coming up on Wednesday. And I like to kind of visualize what Wednesday would be like. Uh, Sal, we'll have Shaw McDermott with his introductory comments. I'm sure that you know fans will be looking at Demar Hamlin and other players. I'm tr- the thing I can't vision. Do we get to hear from Diggs Wednesday? At what point? Like, at some point, Stephon Diggs is going to have to talk, correct? Yeah, I, I, I would think so. Um, I, I mean, I guess there's ways around him not doing it. I don't know. Think, I mean, he could even get fined and do it. But I, I would think that it's, the Bills would want him to get it out of the way. Just go, just talk, you know, and tell how great it is to be here and all that. Whatever you want to say, right? And he does that, and I think that's what he would say anyway. Hey, 
you know, just need to put myself in the right frame of mind, ready to rock and roll, let's go play football. At some point that's going to happen. And I agree with you that the earlier the better. Then it's not a distraction. It's not a talking point. It's not something hanging over this team, hanging over the offense and Josh Allen. So I don't know, though. I haven't seen a breakdown yet of, you know, post-practice interviews. We usually we get the pre-practice interview media schedule. That's usually Sean and Brandon to start the day on Wednesday, to start camp, and then on Thursday you get somebody else. And I don't know, it's usually Josh speaks like after the first day or before the second day. And, yes, usually a guy like Stefan Diggs, as prominent as he is, big of a name as he is, you're going to get him early on. So whether that's Wednesday, Thursday, whether it is at all those first few days, we'll see. What position group are you most excited to check out, Sal? What are you most curious about hanging in camp? Um, I think maybe, well, there's certain spots, I think. I don't know about position group. But, you know, I mean, slot wide receiver, other than Dalton Kincaid, who's going to line up there, I would think. You know, let's see how that shakes out. Let's see that. But maybe corner two. I mean, I think corner two is a real battle. Um, you know, let's go back to what we said about Tyrell Dodson. Guys, I bet you Dane Jackson lines up to, right. you know, start – I, he was corner one last year when Tredavious White was out. And what you just said is right about trusting guys and knowing guys. I mean, he was corner one last year until Tredavious White came back. Then he was corner two. And Kyrie Elam got time at the end of the year, and he looked pretty good. But we know that it took a while for him to get on the field. But Kyrie Elam was beat out by Christian Benford to start the season. So where does he land? So I think you've got a three-man race there. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens. Cam Dantzler is a nice veteran who came in. Not saying he's going to – I think he's going to win a starting job, but he's going to push guys. Right? He's a former second, third-round pick, whatever it was. And, um, you know, you got a really nice group there. And you think about that uh, corner position, 10 corners on the roster, eight of them are returning from last year. And I think um, out of those eight, it's like five or six have been multiple years with the Buffalo Bills in this system. Is that the toughest position if you're doing like a mock 53, or is it the defensive line right now, Sal, where you really don't know who might get that last job? I think it's defensive line and offensive line. Um, I think offensive line is tough, too. You know, how you want to parse guards, tackles, swing guys, versatility. You know, that's going to be really interesting. Defensive line is tough, though. I think both lines are going to be tough. I mean, is there enough room to keep everybody to have in the D-line? I, I would anticipate Von Miller starting camp on pup. The question is going to be whether or not he comes back during camp. If he does it and he remains on pup to start the 53, then I think it's a little easier but if he does and he says, look, I'm ready to go, they want to have him available for those first four games in some capacity, then it's going to be a little tougher to make those calls in the 53. I mean, you may be looking at what do you do with Basham, Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips. That's going to be a really interesting group. Yeah, what's interesting about that, Sal, is Von Miller feels like one of the few players on this roster that could actually say to the organization, no, I'm going, I'm going to play, where the organization usually has control. Like This feels like one where if Von Miller says, no, I'm ready to go week one, that the Bills would actually consider maybe letting him go week one, or am I reading that wrong? I think you are reading it what the perception is correctly, but... According to even Vaughn, last time we talked to him, he's not going to do that. Right. He said he'll take his cues from the team. He said he'll take his cues. He said he trusts the training staff. They'll make the best decision for him. He will want to play. He will want to get out there. I think the Bills have an obligation here to protect him from himself, and he understands that at this stage of his career and after going through this once before. 
Yeah, as far as other, and like the Bills kind of, sort of, you know, aside from the Heinz uh, story, healthy. Um, but I'm kind of looking at two veterans in the secondary. Like, what should our expectation be of Tredavious White year two? I don't know the answer to that, Sal. And it's almost like we forget, oh, wait a second, we didn't get to see Micah Hyde last year. So where are we at with both of uh, those players as we're entering camp? For Tredavious White, you said, and Micah Hyde? Yeah. I mean, I thought Tredavious White looked outstanding during OTAs and minicamp. I thought he looked like confident trade. I mean, you guys know what I mean by I say that, right? Yes. Confident trade, he looks different, right? Yes. He's got that bounce to himself. He's got that energy. He looks, he looks really good to me. So I think he's in a really good spot. We'll see what happens when you get out there. But, you know, I would think they'd, they'd kind of lay off him a little in the games, um, you know, uh, three, the three preseason games. You know, Mike, uh, I had a long talk with him about um, his situation when the Micah Hyde charity softball game was going on here in Buffalo. I'm the MC for that. Um, you know, and, and, and him and his wife were there, and we were talking about it. And, you know, she said, she even said, look, like Micah, he puts his family first. He would never come back if he thought there was any risk of something really bad happening. And, you know, he's gotten so much clearance from all these doctors that have really taken a look at him. And, you know, Micah said he's just, he, he's ready to go. And he, the doctors have all said he's, you know, he, he could have played last year in the AFC Championship game had they advanced. So I think you're going to see that. Now, I would say with Tredavious, I mean, he'll hardly come off the field, I would think, right? He's going to be, unless you're getting a blowout situation and give him relief. I don't think that's the case with Micah. I bet you, I think the Taylor Rapp signing is interesting, guys. I think Taylor Rapp is there to take a little load off both Micah and Jordan so that they don't have to play all the time. And they can, at their age, take a breather here and there especially in situations and games where, you know, you don't have to trot them out there and, and risk them at all. Where's DeMar Hamlin fitting into all of this, Sal? I think he's the fourth safety. Um, you got Micah Hyde, Jordan Foyer, and then there's a gap to Taylor Rapp. It's a gap to DeMar Hamlin. There's another gap to Dean Marlowe and everybody else. Is it possible that DeMar Hamlin doesn't make the 53-man roster? Yes, it's possible. I think it's a I think it'd be a long shot for him not to make it. To me, it's like probably 80 plus percent that he makes it. And the only reason might be even because of something, you know, happens medically or they don't feel right or comfortable because I just, he's a good special teams player and he's a guy that knows the system. And there's just one other key component here, guys, which is even if it comes down to like a 50, 50 shot with him and they say, you know, I mean, it's one hit between him and one other guy, him and Maiden, him and D Marlowe. I mean, the message it would send to that locker room that right. loves him so much and what he went through and what he meant to go through everything they went through together, if he's a 50-50 and they say we're not going to keep him, I don't think they want that in that locker room. I think they would they, that, that would not be a good look and it wouldn't go over well. So, And the other part is, you know, Dean Marlowe is easy to get on the practice squad. I'm not sure, I'm not sure DeMar Hamlin is. DeMar Hamlin gets released, someone's claiming him probably and saying we're going to check him out and if everything goes good, you know, he can play for us. But you know, Dean Marlowe, you can put on the practice squad, and then if something does happen with Demar Hamlin, you can always go back to Dean. Last one for me, Sal, and it, it's about where the Bills stand right now in terms of uh, how the national media might be covering them. And I just find it curious that a team that won thirteen and three. It's I, correct me if you, you you disagree here, but I feel like some people have just kind of moved on from this team, and we've moved on to the Jets and the Dolphins. And I'd just be curious to see how uh, Sean McDermott might use this to his advantage in terms of motivation or how the team might actually kind of feel knowing that um, there are some doubters out there as uh, the Bills are entering camp. Oh, there definitely are. I mean, there's even some locally, but mostly national media. You've read it. You've seen it. You know, and people in other markets, too. I remember uh, I just saw, like, Andrew Filipponi uh, from our, our Odyssey sister station in Pittsburgh tweeted out last week, 
his prediction for AFC playoff teams. Didn't even have the Bills. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not even making it. Um, I saw on ESPN the other day five people picking the AFC East. None of them picked the Bills. Like, four, four Jets, one Dolphins. So, yeah. And, and, look, I think it's because those other teams are shiny and new, and everybody loves the shiny new thing. The Bills have been there before. It gets a little bit old. Oh, yeah. Oh, Super Bowl window. Josh getting older. Von's getting older. Look at the injuries. Sean McDermott. Like, all the things. But, guys, come on. I mean, this is a team still with an elite quarterback. It's got one of the best rosters in the NFL, a very good organization. I mean, there's a reason Las Vegas still has them as one of the, what, top three or four teams betting-wise to win the Super Bowl. And it's because the Bills are still one of the best teams in the NFL. They do have a tough schedule. So does most of the AFC, especially the AFC East. It's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I, I feel that way. And as far as motivation, you know Sean McDermott's looking at any of that to get to him. He's finding that stuff and saying, I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to let your, our guys know that this is why we're working. I think the Bills are perfectly fine with being counted out or being one of the you know, overlooked or underdogs this year as opposed to being the Super Bowl favorites last year with a target on their back. And Sal, you know, I, I know everybody reacts differently to pressure. It, it sure feels like Sean McDermott, you know, relishes in that pressure. He's added additional pressure onto his plate this season, going into this season, calling the plays on defense. Josh Allen, I could argue, going into this season, has the least amount of pressure in terms of starting quarterbacks in the division. Let me know if you agree with that, and let me know if you think that that's actually a good or a bad thing for Josh Allen. Uh, least amount. Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe Mac Jones. I mean, because what's he's expected to do, right? I guess he could be yanked. He could be pulled. But, I mean, he's not expected to win a lot of games. Josh Allen is. But, yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, Tua, I think it's, the pressure on Tua is just to stay healthy. I think that's the pressure on him, to stay healthy. But, you know, certainly Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Josh was on a podcast recently and said, you know, he said, hey, I know my um, strength and conditioning coaches aren't going to want to hear it, but I've kind of done the least amount of work in the offseason the last two years I have in my career, but I've come back in best shape. So that's what's working for me. And, you know, I think that for for that, I mean, if Josh goes off to a slow start, people are going to go, oh, look, I mean, he didn't work in the offseason, you know, and that kind of thing. Like, that's that's what you want to avoid. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we have a body of work from Josh enough in his career now that he can be trusted in all situations. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. By the way, he also has the longest starting streak of any quarterback in the league, I think 71 straight games, and which is really impressive. And he's been an MVP candidate the last few years. So I, I wouldn't worry about that. So, Sal, we'll see you out there on Wednesday. And for folks who want more of what you're putting out, and you're putting a lot out there, tell everybody what uh, what you got working on inside of the Odyssey app right now. Yeah, guys, thank you for uh, asking. So, you know, you know, I'm on WGR, of course, WGR Sports Radio 550 in Buffalo. I'll be on mornings, evenings, everything, talking about the team. Uh, and then, of course, um, at Sal uh, Sports on Twitter is where you can find – me on social media and on the YouTube channel. It's really, it's really getting big now. It's really, uh, you know, I'm thankful for all the people who have come and close to 4,000 subscribers. We're trying to grow it every single day. It's always game day in Buffalo. Me and Matt Bovey, we're doing the podcast. It's audio, it's video. Now I got a new series with Eric Turner from Cover One. We're just breaking down football, basic terminologies so people can understand what a five technique is, what an X wide receiver is, those kinds of things so that we can all kind of be speaking the same language. We're just doing this really to help football fans uh, everywhere, and that's all on the YouTube channel as well. Awesome stuff, as always, Sal. Can't wait to see you later this week, and uh, we'll catch up then. You got it, man. Thanks, guys. You got it. There Thanks, Sal. Sal Capaccio, uh, Odyssey Sports, sister station, WGR in Buffalo, and all of the other podcasts and shows that he listed there, also on the sidelines for game days and Buffalo Bills Radio. Yeah. Oh, I really like Terrell Dotson today. He really yeah. showed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what we'll be yeah. doing. 
And that's he what they'll all well. be doing. Yeah. Wow, he made a play. You you could give it away by he made a play on Josh Allen that you just Oh. I know. Okay, very good, you know. Oh, you should have seen Torrance spring free James Cook. Oh, okay. All right. You, you, there are ways that we can tell you without actually oh, yeah. telling you. Uh, I'll drink to that as on the way next in the sports bar. So, time for some takes on tap. And and reason to celebrate if you're a fan of Washington football. Yeah, and I'm going to draw an analogy here because for Washington football, could they actually become a model franchise? Well, like who would you consider a model franchise in baseball? Think about that. There was a there is a team right now that well, if you dial it back 10, 12 years. No, that wasn't the case. Hmm. I'll, I'll explain this. And All right, Danger, I'm going to give you credit. You turned me on to the bear, right? Great F- show. Fantastic show. Yeah. There is a Bills analogy in the season finale. I'm not going to give anything away. <laughs> I love that you're watching the bear through the lens of what this means for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's, absolutely, it's a lesson for everybody, I suppose. I just touched on a little bit with Sal. Quarterbacks that have pressure on them going into this season. There's a handful of quarterbacks with very unique pressures going in going into this season. You know, a handful of them that that we'll discuss and when what is it, what does it actually mean in the AFCs where I believe Josh Allen has the least amount of pressure on him and also uh, a little bit more on that sale of the Washington Commanders. And, and the thing that nobody is talking about, the real reason why this sale happened when it happened. We'll, we'll get into that more next with some takes on tap. I'll drink to that as on the way in the sports bar. Danger and Pataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.